0: Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin, and you're listening to the, the Geek Show. Oh yes.
1: Hello and welcome to a episode of The Geek Show. have been missing for a little bit because we've been snored under by EGX. No, that's not the right one. It's E3. EGX is later in here. We've been E3-ing. E3-ing the schnizzle, yo. Uh, this is The Geek Show, anyway. I am Rob, and I've also been joined by other Rob.
2: Um... And... Whose turn is it to be
1: someone else today? Well, I've got one, so I can. Okay, you go then. And uh, this wee guy will be Stegosaurus Mike. What? And he's got really, really dry fingernails. And he (laughs) thought, it's a really horrible uh, medical thing, so I'm going to try and sex it up and make myself sound really cool. So he just put (laughs) Stegosaurus in front of his first name, and he's become much more popular. He's not the social outcast he once was, because people say... Don't look at him and say, oh, look, he's got weird fingernails. Look at him and go, oh, look, it's Stegosaurus Mike. <laughs> so this week, I'm Stegosaurus Mike. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> <coughs> so uh, do they call you Steggy for short or just Mike?
1: No. It's the full deal. have either Stegosaurus Mike or I go
2: home. <laughs> I will save, because uh, uh, I had one lined up as well, but since you're Stegosaurus Mike.
1: Yeah, yours can wait until next time.
2: Yeah, anyway. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, welcome to The Geek Show. We've got news. We've got tons of news. And uh, Twitter, we're starting off with Twitter, which is always a good place to start. Twitter has not reacted well to Marvel's um, mysterious countdown, beginning with the mysterious number four, uh, and then
1: uh, counting down to a big reveal. The big reveal was, wasn't it, J.J. Abrams and his son are writing a Spider-Man comic? Yep. <laughs> Twitter has not reacted well to this. I mean I can understand. I mean Twitter doesn't react well to the most of things, but at the same time, can you blame them really? <laughs> not in this. Amping case. something up. And is it gonna be a comic with loads of like lens flare and overcomplicated storytelling? Well like, like, the overcomplicated storytelling, of course, because it's Spider-Man, but just like loads of lens flare.
2: I know mean, uh, what. one of my favourite tweets is from I think it's pronounced Owen Higgins. Saying, I'm sure Henry's going to find it a
1: breeze writing Harry Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> it's who cares is he, if he's writing it? There's so many more. I mean, I've never watched anything that J.J. Abrams has been involved in, and thought, hmm, that had a good story. Yeah, never, Because he's a, he's a spectacle. Hang on, hang on. There's a word here. I was going to call him a spectacleist, but that's probably something completely different.
2: It's, but, uh, is that something to do with the fact that he wears glasses?
1: Yeah, he he wears really really big glasses. He's like he's playing top trumps with glasses.
2: uh, The thing is, I I look at JJ Abrams and I look at his glasses and I think he's the next Woody Allen. I won't
1: I won't engage with that. But (laughs) I don't mean Um, the I don't mean the bad way. Okay. (laughs) At the end of the day, there's so many comic book writers out there who don't get like an ounce of promotion. Yeah, they give it to a movie maker's son who just fancies having a go. I think it's pretty rotten
2: yeah um you know another tweet says what we wanted spider-man 4 the sam raimi uh, from the sam raimi
1: version uh what we got nepotism yeah because comics need more nepotism don't they i don't mean that in the the sense of the writers i just mean all the characters all the characters have about a thousand different offspring and it's impossible to keep (laughs) up
2: yeah uh there's mass, mass disappointment in uh in the Twitterverse at the moment over this.
1: You're considering that comic books are supposed to be for children and most of the characters can't keep it in their pants, can they? (laughs) Exactly.
2: Before we get on to uh, Facebook, I just want to tell you about this, right? See, identity theft is a thing, isn't it? Yes. Okay,
1: identity theft is a serious crime. It's a serious problem for somebody like Stegasaurus Mike.
2: Yeah, but what if you were Francis? Minister of Defence from 2012 to 2017, and now France's (laughs) Minister of Europe and Foreign Affairs, uh, Jean-Yves Le Drian. What if you were him? Why would I want to be? Well, right now, you wouldn't want to be, because a gang of scammers used, basically, they used a silicon mask, a highly detailed silicon mask, to impersonate the former French uh, French Minister of Defence, the current French Minister of Europe and Foreign Affairs. Oh. Uh, I, I, it gets better. He went, uh, and using that mask, they went around to very wealthy and important people and scammed a total of $90 million. They
1: Ethan hunted him.
2: <laughs> yes, they Ethan <even> hunted him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, for pop, pop culture fans there, that, that is a Mission Impossible reference. Yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise always putting rubber masks on and somehow turning into the actor. That's a very authentic rubber mask. <laughs> I know,
2: but this is the thing: the scam was really simple, but really well thought out. The scammers would pause as a member of LaDrian's inner circle and contact both French and foreign businessmen to arrange a conversation with the esteemed minister. In the beginning, the conversations were carried out over a phone. Then the scam with the scammer impersonating the French minister. And actually reproducing his voice quite well. This and is then, totally,
1: totally even, Hunt.
2: Yeah, and then in order to make the whole thing more believable, they switch to video call via Skype.
1: Well, considering that, you know, Mission Impossible's getting more and more ridiculous every every iteration, we you know that when he eventually cripples himself doing him these stunts, there's a work, line of work afterwards for Even Hunt. <laughs> Impersonating famous people. Stealing the money. You
2: know? I mean, it's the it's at the moment it is the uh where it is the largest amount stolen through identity theft ever 90 million dollars that's 80 million euros that's pretty significant
1: yes interesting though huh. i
2: mean the way he was doing it he was basically requesting financial help to pay the ransoms of journalists captured by islamists in the
1: middle east this is multi-layered stuffless i know this is like a movie. This is like a heist movie for the yeah. 21st century. Uh, the, the, the rights to this are going to Hollywood. You just know it, don't you? Hey, I mean, there was that story in the UK about how a bunch of pensioners drilled into a bank. Yeah. That's not very interesting. Where's the intrigue? Are they just standing around drilling stuff? I know that's reducing the story quite a lot. Yeah. But this, this is coming in from all different angles. This would be a spectacular. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and get Tom Cruise to play them because of course, come on. Tom Cruise playing every role. Yeah, oh, there it is. That can be there. Uh...
2: <laughs> it's Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise's sexy sidekick, Tom Cruise.
1: It could be his kind hats and coronets. Alkynis <laughs> plays everybody. Yes. <laughs> Even the women. <laughs> Tom Cruise could do that.
2: Moving on to uh, something more serious and te- technological. Um, well, we say that, but it, it's Facebook. Facebook, remember, a while ago, we talked about Facebook were thinking about launching their own digital currency, their own kind of Bitcoin version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've announced it officially now. They are, uh, and they are launching the Libra digital currency on the blockchain. But apparently, it doesn't actually need to be on the blockchain. You said words. Yeah. Basically, the way Bitcoin works is that it uses a system called blockchain, which means it's highly protected and highly encrypted, right? Yes. And Facebook is saying that they they're going to be following the same method, but it doesn't. They don't actually need to follow the same method for their digital currency. And it's not just Facebook that's involved in this. There's like twenty seven other partner companies, uh, some of whom are very, very big names: uh, Uber, Spotify, Visa.
1: <sighs>
2: yep. I I don't really have anything to say about that. I mean, it's the the reason why Facebook's doing it. um, Loads of people have questions about this because Facebook is already such a monolithic entity. And people are asking things like, how is it different for something like PayPal or Western Union? You know, both of which provide the services that Facebook is trying to provide. You know, if you want to send money online, stuff like that, use Facebook's digital currency. But how does that stack against? already existing things because bitcoin is you know, the already there been. the
1: thing there is let's ask the question it's a bit taken a serious level facebook can't be trusted yeah um i have basically no personal information about myself on facebook and after the whole cambridge analytica thing i think that's an increasing trend
2: yeah i mean um so, facebook doesn't even
1: know who i am and i'm on facebook yeah so people are getting very wary of where their data is and who has their data. Yeah. So you think people would forget that and just say, oh, forget all that. Let's give Facebook money, access to my money. Yes, that will be fine. Nothing could
2: go wrong there. The irony is what you're talking about is actually a very valid question that people are asking. How much anonymity is possible with Facebook's Libra currency?
1: Yeah. Because well, Facebook I think that's the, thing, that's the beauty of PayPal. PayPal's is exactly as complicated as it needs to be.
2: Yeah. It, they didn't overcomplicate it. They kept it nice and streamlined. Basically, you have money, you pay for stuff. Simple. Yeah. You, know? you have money, you owe some money to someone else, you send it to them. That's it. It's no complications there.
1: You don't need another one, frankly. Yeah. You've um, got Amazon Pay as well, which is yeah. fine. You've got Google Pay, which is fine. you got Apple Pay, but- which is fine. Yeah and um Facebook like what
2: about me yeah but we're going be oh, to be better we're going to be better we're going to be the hip kids we're going we're not going to do normal money we're going to do bitcoin bitcoin
1: which whose bubble has popped
2: yeah <laughs> but you 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 know I I just can't say bitcoin without doing it like that. bitcoin cuz there's something I'll be honest because of all of those sleazy markets on the on the dark web you know and all of the stuff Bitcoin gets used for, it does have a sleazy overtone to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. It's a lot of illegal activities are involved in uh, Bitcoin, exactly. And Facebook wants to do their own version. Good, yeah,
2: job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question that people are asking is, What are financial regulators going to do?
1: Well, that's a much more complicated quest- uh, yeah. question than this short is interesting in answer. Yeah, I know,
2: and, but so I'm gonna leave it there. Um, if you Have any thoughts on Facebook's digital currency? Do let us know, because we think it's something totally unnecessary. Anyway, moving on to Huawei, another controversial subject. Yeah. Well, Huawei actually have their own operating system already. It's called OS. It used to be called ArcOS, but it's called OS, and it's been in development for several years now.
1: You well, know, they are a very major company with hands in all sorts of technological pots.
2: Yeah, um, and the thing is, because they've already got their own version of the App Store, haven't they?
1: On uh, Huawei know. phones, it's uh, what was it? The App Gallery. Yeah, I mean Samsung have their own, LG have their own, so yeah. it's not beyond possibility of reason that Huawei do too.
2: Yeah, and so on Huawei phones, you have the App Gallery, which is already their own version of the app, of the uh, of uh, the Play Store. Uh, or the App Store, whatever you want to call it, and with this, with the revelation that they already have their own operating system, which is basically compatible with Android anyway, and so if you have Android apps, you can use them on Huawei's
1: operating system. Well, it was the same with the Amazon Kindle. Yeah, the Amazon Kindle is an app. It ha- It seems to have its own operating system, but it's not. It's just the Google. It's just the Android skin.
2: Well, Huawei's operating system isn't an Android skin, but it is compatible with Android stuff. I oh, know, but I'm just saying this sort of thing yeah.
1: it's um it's not black and white because Google says so.
2: yeah, but the thing is the announcement that Huawei have their own operating system and will basically uh are basically working on developing it and pushing it forward and completing it now has put the wind up Google, who are now going to the American government saying, "Oh no." Huawei are going to release this operating system in the wild. It's totally unsecure. You can't trust people who are going to be using it. We must roll back on this uh, on this
1: ban. We need to give Huawei Android again. The thing is, it wouldn't affect America very much because Huawei isn't that big in America. Exactly. But in Europe, uh, Huawei will become a major deal in. Yeah. And uh, Asia, which one of the biggest deals in, that's Google screwed.
2: Yep. I think that's the main reason why Google have gone to the uh, uh, the U.S. government and and are saying, "Look, we need to roll back on this ban. We need to give them the Android again because this new operating system is totally insecure. We can't trust it." Well, when the biggest uh, mobile phone <laughs> manufacturer in the world turns around and says, "We're not, we're not
1: going to bother using your operating system. We've got our own." Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> times in the mobile uh, mobile world. Yeah.
2: Uh, so we will watch that story with uh, a degree of interest to see uh, how Google and Huawei uh, react, see which one blinks first. Never know, it might be Samsung, maybe Samsung have got something in the pipeline. Hey, if,
1: if everything goes backwards, just get the two leader executives from both companies to have, like, a Turkish wrestling fight and the winner gets Android. There you go. I solve business problems. Yes. So, anyway. That'd solve a lot of problems in the world.
2: Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> influencer, influencers is a job that we never saw before the advent of the internet, YouTube, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And so, a Japanese technology company called uh, OneSec Incorporated, they specialize in blending the digital world with reality, and they've created Japan's first ever virtual male influencer, who is a young music producer named Liam Nickero. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not sure what to make of this
1: because... It doesn't make any sense because the whole point of an influencer is it's somebody maybe who's got like some stature in that community, maybe who's a celebrity, maybe who's a reality TV star, somebody who has some sort of cachet with a group of people, people who look at that person and think, I like that person. I like what they respond for. I like, like what they stand for. I like what they're representing. That's the whole point. That's what the influencer is. Yeah. I'm And influenced- the virtual one is basically like you're doing that, but it's entirely fake, and they're doing what you say is what it's supposed to do. So it has no... credit. I know influencers don't have a lot of credibility, but what little they do have, people like, grasp it on. This has as much credibility as the, pe- as the company programmed it says that it has. So
2: well, let, let's put it this way: it's meaningless. It's yeah, meaningless. It is, it is meaningless, and I don't understand why waste the man hours doing something like that instead of just finding some reasonably handsome fella saying, "Okay, we're going to pay you to go around and basically do this stuff."
1: Yeah, there's lots of them in. There's like loads of like J-pop stars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um uh, What was
2: it? Uh, I've been watching uh, on YouTube. There's a show called "The Best Ever Food Review Show," right? And I've actually been enjoying it. He's an influencer when it comes to. Where to eat in and around the Southeast Asian area, right? Yes, he's definitely an influencer. He's basically built up a show over the years, but there's nothing fake about it. He basically is on camera eating some sometimes very very bizarre things, but that is what an influencer is supposed to do. I mean, how uh, if it came to food, for example, how is a virtual
1: influencer supposed to react to food? It's utterly pointless, and I don't think people will buy into it as much as I uh, say. A, like a let's say like a J-pop band who just came out of the limelight, just split up. Yeah. One of the members wants to do something else, wants to stay in the public eye, like, wants to have an impact on the friends who he's made. So he decides to become an influencer. Put that hypothetical person there next to Liam Nicaro, made-up person. Yeah, and whose word are you gonna so, If you're a fan of this sort of world, whose world are you gonna sort of gravitate towards? Whose word, sorry. Well, according
2: to uh, OneSec Incorporated, Liam may be virtual, but we are aiming to create content that is just as fascinating and cool as what his real counterparts have to offer, and to entertain people all over the planet. That's from Genie, the producer of Liam Niccolo, uh, of the Liam Nikoro Project. We are working on a variety of projects that we intend to bring to the world in the near future. Is one of them food, or something to do with the actual sense of touch and smell? and? hearing, stuff like that.
1: And personality. <laughs> well,
2: and charisma. You've seen some of the celebrities we've got in Britain.
1: The personalities can be faked. <laughs> yes, I know, but still, it's there. Is it the, There's a it, difference between fake personality and programmed personality, isn't
2: there? Yeah, well, here's my point, right, about this. Japan already has one of the most prominent virtual idols, in fact, the most prominent virtual idol on the planet, Hatsune Miku. If she's very cartoony, though, she is very cartoony. But that's the great thing about having her as a virtual idol. There's no way you could. Uh, there's there's no way you could say she she's a real person,
1: is there? Yeah, I mean, this guy just looks like someone farted out with a lot of wax and then <laughs> molded it into a person. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Waxy McManus, and that's what he looks like. I love your way with words. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, time's moving on, and so we're moving on to the Norwegian city called uh, Samurai. And this may seem like a really, really ridiculous idea, but follow me on this. It's come to light that the Norwegian city of Samurai wants to do away with time. Well, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> time is one of the
1: consistents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I, I knew the end of that sentence was going to confuse the hell out here. Here's the thing, right? The Norwegian city of Samurai wants to do with time as we understand it, right? Because for them, time is very different, okay? See, they live in a part of the world where, well, um, how do I say it? Uh, is this one of these parts of the world where they have like two hour long days? Uh no. The sun rises only once per year and sets once per year. So a day there is basically half a year long.
1: Well, it's not, but, yeah.
2: Effectively, yeah. So what they want to do, um, what the uh, what people in the town want to do is basically do away with the concept of hours, minutes, seconds, that sort of thing. And just say, look, when people want to go to work, they go to work. When they want to stay at home and bed, they stay in bed. Just do what you want. No, no, no,
1: that's, that's a nice idea, you know, because I've been listening to a certain other podcast by a certain other politician, and there's certain places in Europe. not talking in, in very vague terms here. Yeah, but like the idea of like a five-day working week. Yeah, like that's something which was which came to prominence in the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, you don't have to like, think these systems are like hundreds of years old.
2: Exactly. I mean, uh, was it? Uh... One of the uh, representatives who, from the uh, town who, uh, and in fact, the guy who came up with the idea, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, Kjell Ove wedding I don't understand.
1: How well, could I yeah, The thing is, the... Ice, uh, ice, that must well, wasn't what was in Iceland. Scandinavia is doing some really revolutionary things and putting some really revolutionary ideas across.
2: Oh, yeah. But uh, the guy who came up with the idea said, "You ha- uh, you have to go to work. And even after work, the clock takes up your time. Uh, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that. My experience is that people have forgotten how to be impulsive to decide that the weather is good, the sun is shining, I can just live, even if it's three AM. Let's go fishing.
1: Well, oh, yeah, I mean a there's other day. people who there's other people who have like this really they don't go to bed for eight hours or however many hours. Yeah. They'll have like an hour nap every few hours from the day. Yeah. And, and apparently that's better for you. See, this is the, this is the bizarre thing.
2: Yeah, so uh, it's it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of rationale behind it. There's a lot of logic behind he, it,
1: isn't there? Admittedly, he could have worded it better. Yeah. I want to get rid of time. He makes himself sound like Mr. Burns.
2: <laughs> um, See, it, the thing is, though, even though it sounds crazy the way it's phrased, it's still a rational idea once you understand the uh, the basics behind it. On the other hand... Setting up starting your own company to rent out pogo sticks. Tell me the logic behind that, please. Isn't there such a demand in pogo sticks? I don't know.
1: I mean I had a pogo well my sister had a pogo stick. I try to have a go on a pogo stick. I've said pogo stick more now than I've ever have in about a decade and a half.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. The thing is, you you were saying that Scandinavian countries are coming up with some revolutionary ideas. This one's from Sweden. (laughs) Well, it can't sw- all be winners. <laughs> it's a Swedish startup company called Kangaroo, and they're planning to deploy hundreds of pogo sticks to select cities in, uh, you know, such as uh, London, uh, select cities in the US and elsewhere. You know what would be better?
1: You, have you seen those one wheel things? The unicycles? No. Oh, those ones that you sit on, the electric ones, yeah? No, it's like a skateboard. But it's got one wheel, one massive wheel, and it's in the middle. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen those. Rent them out. I'd have a go at that. Loads of people would have a go at that. Yeah, I don't know. Just... Demand and stuff like that. But a pogo stick, it's a bit 1992. <laughs> it's 92, so it's retro. I mean, I know 90s are getting the retro. People looking at 90s retro like they did the 80s. But in the 90s are rubbish. I was there, believe me, I know.
2: <laughs> See, this is what I don't understand, right? When you're on a pogo stick, you have to wear uh, a helmet, uh, probably elbow pads and knee pads and stuff like that in case you and fall I, off.
1: And it, Then it's rubbish for transport. Yeah, I know. It takes forever to get anywhere. And by the time you get there, you're so knackered because <laughs> you're dancing all the time. You're bleeding all over the place because it's really hard to balance. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, do a one-wheel instead, company. Yeah. That one wheel, that'd be better.
2: Yeah, I don't know how to describe this idea. Right. A Brazilian pet shop chain called Pets has combined a certain type of technology with artificial intelligence to create a groundbreaking platform for dogs.
1: What's the And ground... what's the groundbreaking platform?
2: Well, the groundbreaking platform allows dogs to buy their favourite products by analysing their facial expressions because they've combined facial recognition with AI. Four dogs.
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell us how many ways this could go wrong?
1: Well, all of them. <laughs> There's not a way it can go right. <laughs> and every dog has different set of per- like expressions and personality. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm making this of all the love in the world, but dogs are weird. <laughs> See... Human, humans are weird. I mean, looking at a person, can you tell... Exactly what a person is thinking about their facial expression, what brand they can have. Yeah. Well, no. He, so, why is it any different
2: to dogs? Here's the thing, right? Uh, they they reckon there's nothing more disheartening for dog owners than buying a new toy for the dog. You see, the dog turned, basically snub the new toy. And Pet Commerce, which is uh, the online pet store created by Brazil's pets brand, hopes that uh, you can avoid such disappointing experiences. By allowing your dog to choose their own favourite product. So the dog will watch the commercial with you, or watch the commercial for whatever the product is, and based on the dog's expressions. (laughs) You
1: see, um, there's certain ideas that the internet has sort of reached its potential as far as a consumer platform. Because as good as the internet is, there's a lot of things you can't do on the internet. And buy food and toys based on what your dog likes is one of them. <laughs> yep. Take your dog to a shop and then a dog can react to what it says because that's how animals work.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, to make the Pet Commerce Project a reality, the Brazilian branch of, of a renowned advertising agency called Ogilvy teamed up with professional dog trainer Leonardo Ogata who provided valuable insights into the facial expressions of various dog breeds. And their
1: meaning. And pardon me phrasing here, but sometimes dogs are just d- Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like any animal, human being or any other animal. Sometimes they're just being difficult.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, what gets a dog excited? Hmm, let's see. Uh, Going for a walk, chasing, uh, chasing, whatever they're any- chasing. Anything. Yeah. Tr- uh, like treats, food. Treats and food, mainly treats and food. Uh, sniffing other dogs' butts. That
1: woman's leg, because they are oh, a guy's leg. Yeah. Dogs just hump anything's leg.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to leave it there because <laughs> uh, we're heading down a dark path there. No more. Right. Uh, Dutch police. <laughs> Dutch police have decided they're going to fight crime in a very,
1: very unique way. Well, given that that's the country that gave the world Black Peter, not that Black Peter, the other Black Peter. Yes. Yeah, that could mean anything. Police
2: in the Netherlands are offering samples of a special scented perfume to the public in the hopes that it will help people detect and report drug labs when they pass them. It's a special MDMA scented perfume.
1: Of course it is. (laughs) Oh, oh no. no, Oh, no Holland. Oh, Netherlands. (laughs) (laughs) Called Ecstasy, spelled X-T-A-C-Y. Yeah, but MDMA is the chemical makeup of ecstasy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so I think you're going to appeal to the wrong audience here. You got your branding all wrong. <laughs> Do you see what? It's like calling your shop cocaine, and then it sells like Coca Cola to all the people who are like wanting cocaine. And what's this? What's the jibe here? What is going on? You're teasing us or something? It's ridiculous.
2: And uh, the Dutch public prosecutor said. Smell is the most important way that people can recognise an ecstasy lab. (laughs) That is why we want to spread the smell all over the entire country so the whole country smells like an ecstasy lab. (laughs) You know
1: what this makes me think of? (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) No. You know when they they took it like a marketing uh, uh, agency and wanted the agency to do something, like to take their product. Yeah. And like they got all the great ideas. And one of the members in the agency at this meeting just scrolled, scrolled something stupid. Yeah. And a piece of paper thought, oh, I know, that's stupid. Scrambled up in his hand, threw it at the wall. And it sort of uncrumpled as it landed on the floor. The clients never thought much of all the ideas. But then they looked on the floor and thought, hang on a second. What's that down there? M-D-M-A. Yes. <laughs> that's brilliant. Whose idea was this? I mean, the thing is, if the whole country
2: smells like an ecstasy lab, how are they supposed to detect the smell of an ecstasy lab? I mean, the police are going to go around arresting the wrong people because they smell of this scent, and people are going to think they work in an ecstasy lab.
1: Yeah, this, this, every conceivable way that you could think this could go wrong, <laughs> it could go wrong that way. Oh, We've had some stupid ideas uh, over the years in the gig show, but this might well be number one. Yes.
2: Uh, Did you ever want to be a buff macho dude? Yes. Right. Um, See, you know how when you're overweight, uh, people always say wear a corset or something like that, yeah?
1: Let's just assume yes, because nobody's ever said that to me.
2: Well, you know what I mean. It's one of those solutions to make you look thinner, right? But what about for the really thin guy who wants to look buff and macho? Go on. Well... A, uh, It's another company in Japan called His Company Group. They have prenu- produced the Super Macho T-shirt, which features inflatable airbags that go into small pockets located around the chest and upper arm area and visually enhance the wearer's chest, biceps, and triceps.
1: This is a, t- sh- uh, a T-shirt with inflatable parts that you can wear under a shirt. It seems like a party trick, like a gag T-shirt, more than an actual solution. No, this is an actual thing. For who? (laughs) For people who are skinny, apparently. But skinny is, like, desirable. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the... Yeah, it's not rightly desirable, but public... uh, Pop culture has made it desirable. Yeah. And it's one of those absolute monsters who can literally uh, eat anything and everything and basically stay like a stickman. Yes, yes. Uh, My friend Wayne, for example... And Andy of the Good Ship Geek Show also yeah. is one of those people. Oh God, yes, he is. Uh, but, Andy, I love you, uh, but I hate you at the same time. As far as demand for this thing, it's pretty much non-existent,
2: isn't it? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, Japan comes up with some
1: uh, some weird ideas. Japan, Japan. Everybody's really skinny in Japan. <laughs> I know. Everybody has really slender. It's it's com it's uncommon for you to be anything other than slender in Japan. It's a really healthy country.
2: Yeah, and the whole point of uh, when Japanese men ha- and women have muscle. It's usually the really wiry, really tough muscle. Yeah, you know, um, don't underestimate the strength of that muscle because it's, it's particularly strong. Um, anyway, 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 we're gonna leave. Never
1: under, never under never underestimate fatty muscle. Yes, that's the lesson this week.
2: No, no. And uh, skinny muscle as well. The really taut, wiry muscle. That's really strong as well. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> yes. If you want to be muscular, I would suggest exercise, go to the gym, lift weights, that sort of thing. Eat right.
1: Have lots of carbs and do lots of exercise to burn off carbs. Uh, well, protein is what you use to build muscle. Well, pro- protein and ca- carbs is for energy. Yeah, but you don't want to have lots of carbs, otherwise you'll get fat. Are you joking? Have you seen what? how many carbs, like athletes eat in a day yeah because they need it because they're burning it off exactly <laughs> but
2: if you're got- only starting out you don't want to be overloaded on carbs anyway that's a whole other conversation okay <laughs> <laughs> we are at the end of the show we're gonna leave we're gonna leave you for uh, for a while we'll be back very soon with more news and uh, stuff from uh, the worlds of science and technology and other things as well
1: Yes, but if you want to check out more things Geek Show, head over to the youtube.com and search for the Geek Show. got all sorts of shows. We've got uh, shortcuts that does movie discussions. We've got Listermania that does need us nerdy lists. Press X has had a lot of a free content. And also, we'll be reviving Pick of the Geek on there too. So there's plenty to get excited about over on YouTube for the Geek Show. But until next time, here on the Geek Show podcast, I have been Stegosaurus Mike. And I have been robbed. Thanks for listening.